I've permanently blocked out any WWE lore after fifth grade. I'm out. Open your mouth, prepare your tongue, because you're about to get a taste. I cannot believe we've gone 12 episodes without me being able to talk about Final Fantasy. Well, I know the doll is bad, so I gotta think the dusty balloon is less bad. I mean, if all life everywhere ends, what have I yes. lost? Facial hair as a theme is not something I ever would have chosen. So Yeah, that's the one that Rock is just sweaty the whole time. Yeah. He's got that good, good pony Jafar beard. <laughs> I've got three pages of AMA citations. This is the Debate This Podcast. Hello and welcome to Debate This, a show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this podcast, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comics, video games, and whether or not Black Panther deserved the Best Picture nom. It totally did, for a whole lot of very complicated reasons that I'm not going to get into right now. Is there, is there an argument against that? Oh yeah. I'm sure somebody's mad. <laughs> somebody's always mad, that's fair. <laughs> There's a Venn diagram of people that don't like comics and racists. That, that probably don't want that to happen, but they aren't listening to what we have to say here. I feel like yeah. that Venn diagram is much more of a circle than a Venn diagram. Like, <laughs> I think if you're racist, you automatically don't like comic books. That's mm, fair. You'd be surprised. Remember Gamergate? That that happened. That and did and that was point. real bad. I mean, the fact that, like, X-Men were, like, a whole metaphor for, like, acceptance, but... Now, if you're going to get into comic books in our current age, they're getting way more progressive. So I think the racists have stopped reading. You would think. But... Maybe they just like Superman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to put on our director's caps and talk about the DC Cinematic Universe. Uh, we're going to lend our hand to this multi-billion dollar franchise that didn't ask for it and help them recast some of their most popular characters. With me today are Matt, Tim Burton, Cole, Todd Joel Schumacher Thomas and Andrew Christopher Nolan Henderson. Um, they're going to come out of their debate this trailers, sit in their debate this director's chairs, and help me cast the next big stars of the DC Cinematic Universe. I want to say thank you for giving me Tim Burton, because that is by far my favorite Batman movie. Yeah. And it gets shit on all the time, but that's, thanks. That's, no, no, no. That's easily the winner. Batman Returns is absolutely the best Batman. Hell yeah. If, I, if I know anything about you, Matt, I knew you would have appreciate being tim matt tim burton cole you're so. goddamn right i do <laughs> um hey kyle can i just uh, real quick can we just try can i try a stinger like real quick go for it all right everybody ready guys it may not be the recast that they wanted but it's the recast that they deserve i no. made that joke like two prompts from now you can't steal my punchlines already with your you shitty batman references ooh, ooh. I didn't no, even see you know what no it's it's fine matt because at some point i'm sure all of andrew's lore in the dc universe is going to be airtight and we're not going to have any issues here airtight and so we just need to let andrew have this no inconsistencies can can we do a podcast now? please yeah let's do it <laughs> all right so the first big role we need to fill is one that has been unoccupied since 2011 um he's one of the original seven members of the justice league a paragon of will and determination but the last actor who played him on the big screen has been cast as a talking mouse in his next uh, motion picture I'm, of course, talking about The Green Lantern. Uh, since Ryan Reynolds brought the character to screen, studios have been too afraid to touch him with a 40-foot pull. So help, help me restore their confidence, guys. Let's cast a big up-and-coming name who's going to generate a lot of buzz for the Green Lantern reboot that we're pitching. Don't be afraid to jump in and tell the other two people here why their choice is bad and why their choice may or may not be worse than 
Ryan Reynolds in CGI spandex. Matt, take us away. Kyle, you really wrote off the new Pokemon movie. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds cast as a talking mouse. You, I'm super Kyle excited. Pokemon that. Harper, very not about your oh, character. I could not be more excited for Detective Pikachu, but I re- also really wanted to downplay Ryan Reynolds. So, all right, for well, no reason at all. I, I also just, love just Ryan dunking Reynolds. on Ryan Reynolds in this <laughs> podcast today. Some, some real hot takes here. Maybe yeah. he'll hear about how we dunk how we dunked on him, and he'll want to be on the show. I'm into that. All right. So now to recast the Green Lantern, obviously there is only one Green Lantern that has ever mattered to our generation, and that is Justice League animated, not Hal Jordan, um, (laughs) Justice League animated Black Green Lantern, who then when they were going to make a gigantic movie, they were like, let's make him a white guy because that's what works. And so we're not going to do that. We're going to we're going to go back. We're going to go back to the Green Lantern that we all know and love. We're going to go back to Jon Stewart. John Stewart, who I don't know, is an important Green Lantern. I just the Daily yeah, Show, John Stewart. Not, not the yes. Daily Show. No, this is who I guess I've I've learned from Wikipedia is an important Green Lantern. I don't really know. There are a lot of Green Lanterns. <laughs> what's, what's the citation yeah. on that? Says who? Uh, I think he's. I I think John Stewart is the second longest running after Hal Jordan. Todd, can we get a well actually, please? So well, actually, I Thanks. think the the thing that probably makes him most important is I do believe he was if not the first, one of the first black superheroes in the DC universe. So he came after, I believe it was Hal Jordan, and then I thought John Stewart came next, but I think Guy Gardner came before John Stewart. I think chronologically Guy Gardner came mm-hmm. next, um but yeah, I think I don't know if he was the first black DC hero, but he was certainly the first one mm-hmm. to fill one of the top seven. Anyway, like, he's definitely like one of the most important Green Lanterns. Keep going, Matt. I don't have reasons to argue with you yet. Sure. Okay. So, John Stewart, um, the the light hammer swinging lantern of the Justice League. Uh, now, there's only one way to save the DCCU, and that is a one off movie of a broken hero's last hurrah before handing the power off to the new guy. Who's the John Stewart will force America to love before sending him off into a blaze of glory at the end of the movie, you may ask? None other than Lenny James of The Walking Dead. He plays Morgan on The Walking Dead, if you didn't know. He's really good with a stick, so I think if you gave him a ring that makes sticks, he'd be really good with those, too. <laughs> hey, you guys, did you guys know that Matt really likes The Walking Dead? Did you know that? It's true, I did do. Did you really know that he likes The Walking Dead? I do. Because you cast... Your entire your entire cast of people that you pull from is from the is eighty percent from the Walking <laughs> no, Dead. No, that's a lie. That's totally a lie. Anyway, Lenny James. <laughs> don't look into it. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't examine the numbers or anything. Too... I don't have citations. But... I'm just telling you that's fake news. Anyway, obviously Logan was the only worthwhile X Men movie in like the last ten years, and that is that is inarguable fact. So if the dying old guy plot works for Marvel. God damn it, it's going to work for DC. And so we're going we're gonna to do a Lenny James as an old and last hurrah, last ride, Jon Stewart, who's going to pass the Green Lantern ring on to somebody. Who knows who yet? Probably Trevor Noah. Yeah, probably Trevor <laughs> Noah. That's honestly not a bad idea. I would put All Trevor right. Noah in the DCCU. <laughs> yeah, no, I honestly, I wanted to cast Simon Baz from the New 52, but like, who knows anything about the New 52? I certainly don't, and I assume the rest of America doesn't either. No one knows anything about the New 52. DC doesn't really know all that much about the New 52, and they wrote it. Yeah, so, so we're, we're going to stick with the classics. We're going to give 
Jon Stewart a blaze of glory. And then he's going to hand that ring off to somebody and become the mentor for the next seven movies in the cinematic universe that they're going to try and strong arm down our throats. Is it a blaze of glory if they survive to be the mentor? Then it's then it's just passing the torch. <laughs> Sticking around too long. I Blaze of glory implies I, I you die. I didn't get that far. All right. No, well, like, he could be a force ghost. I'm not going to argue <laughs> with that. He could be a force ghost. <laughs> no, no, Disney owns that property. Damn it. So, Todd, Todd, tell us about your Green Lantern. Yeah, you're going old guy Jon Stewart. I'm going to go young gun Jon Stewart. So, in my Green Lantern reboot, we're not going to try and save Hal Jordan. I think that the character of Hal Jordan has been overplayed in as, I mean, and I realize he was only played once, but that once went that was enough. Was too many. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so now we, we need, like, a... A Hal Jordan who is, like, in the background, you know, doing whatever Hal Jordan's doing at that point. Maybe he's grizzled and old. That seems to be the thing they're doing with Justice League characters because we're getting, like, the grizzled old Batman, um, you know, character going on. So we're setting up the new Green Lanterns with Jon Stewart and Guy Gardner. And so for my Jon Stewart, I'm doing Jesse Williams, um, who is probably better known as Jackson Avery from Grey's Anatomy. I watch Grey's Anatomy fairly regularly, and I have for a couple of years, and I really, really like um, Jackson Avery as a character. And I think that Jesse Williams could play a younger Jon Stewart, you know, the the architect. The, I think he was retconned to be a, a, a veteran as well. But yeah, I think that uh, he could play this character who's a little headstrong and confident in what he's doing. Um, obviously, I think that Jon Stewart is played as a bulkier guy, so uh, Jesse would have to bulk up a bit. But my movie would end up being him and Guy Gardner as kind of doing this, like, buddy cop. They got to get along and figure out how it's going to go situation. And for... I'm also giving you the, the two for here. And so for Guy Gardner, I would cast Michael Hall, who is Dexter from the show Dexter. And he is going to end up playing a... Again, headstrong and quietly rage-filled Guy Gardner, which what I think is really neat about that, if you're familiar with Guy Gardner's story at all... I'm not. He is the green... No one is. Okay, so he's actually... No, he's he's pretty good. Pretty sure you're making up names. No, 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 this one's... <laughs> this is a good one. So, like, you're familiar with the, the various, like, lantern cores. Colors mean different nope. things, different powers. Cool. So... Guy Gardner, uh, <laughs> Guy Gardner is, I don't know, he's obviously not the first or only, but he is a Green Lantern who breaks bad and joins the Red Lanterns at one point. So to to clarify a little more of what Todd is saying, the, the Green Lanterns are one of seven lanterns tied mm -hmm. to an emotion. Uh, green is tied to will. Time. Um, nope. <laughs> uh, red, red is red, red is Red is anger. obviously reality. reality. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> Um, so red is anger. Um, mm -hmm. So Guy Gardner is, which is like the pole, not the polar opposite, but the polar opposite of Will. So like he, like Todd said, kind of disgracefully gets kicked out of the, the Green Lantern Corps. And well, in the in the way it plays out, and I don't know how it, you know, there's been how many reboots, but the way it plays out is Hal Jordan asks him to go undercover with the Red Lanterns and um, or something along those lines. And he basically like squares up with the big bad Red Lantern and that Red Lantern's like, you can't handle the Red Lantern powers. And he's like, try me. Yeah, he snaps because he's crazy and he's full of rage and he beats the shit out of like the head Red Lantern and like pulls the Red Lantern ring off of his like lifeless body and is like, yeah, who's tough now? And so that is Dexter. So I'm, I'm going to give it to you, man. Like Michael Hall, serial killer Dexter. 
as as Guy Gardner sounds really good, even though I assume you're making up Guy Gardner because I've never heard of him before. <laughs> that being said, I don't know if Doctor from Grey's Anatomy spells superhero to me. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you one more now that you've said uh you said Walking Dead earlier. I also want to cast Kyle Rayner. Um the he's another one of the Green Lanterns. I would say he is Stephen is it Yoon? Is that how you pronounce his last name? Glenn? Stephen Yun? Stephen Yun. Mm. That is that is my Kyle Rayner if we're doing the whole Lantern Corps. So I'm only going to count your best Green Lantern, Todd, and I'm not going to reveal who I think that is until the end. <laughs> I think it's Michael Hall, though I really like Jesse's, uh, what's his face in here? I like you Jesse Williams. You don't even Williams. know the last name, you're an actor. <laughs> All right. You're bad. Todd's I, bad. You lose, Todd. Todd's done. Uh, Andrew. All right. I, I just want to say, I actually like the idea of bringing in the Doctor from Grey's Anatomy because then it ties the DC universe with the Shondaverse. <laughs> I'm sorry, the what? <laughs> Sh- Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes, creator of Grey's Anatomy, has created yeah. a few more TV shows, and that's all you need to know. And it's <laughs> not. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. Tell us about your Green um, Lantern. Boy, do I wish that I was first because... Y'all gonna learn how little I know about Green Lantern. Um, I did not see any the uh, any. I have not seen any Green Lantern media. My extent of knowledge of Green Lantern outside of we- reading the wiki two hours ago is the ten minute conversation that Todd had to me when we were in the car <laughs> to, in order to on the way to see Doctor Strange. I remember Sinestro and I remembered Hal Jordan. So buckle up, here we go. Oh, um, <laughs> we've got. We've got Idris Elba because I picked uh, I picked a low hanging fruit actually so Matt and I kind of went in a sim- very similar direction of playing like an older an older uh, Green Lantern so I've got Id- Idris Elba as Hal Jordan because I did not know there were other Green Lanterns <laughs> 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 so that's something I learned today at least uh, your heart was in the right place true it it, uh, it certainly was so again like I started reading the wiki and it just was like words spilling out of my eyes. So I just decided to say I, I saw Alien a lot and like I know like a DC thing is like everyone's just an alien and it is it's what it is what it is. So I thought it would be cool to put him in a different like in a different time period. So I was like I was thinking like kind of like um, Mass Effect or um, if any of you've seen Cowboy Bebop like the the world yeah Matt's not shaking his head. Um, <laughs> so the the premise is like uh, humanity has been put on the global scale right. So like. In Marvel, and I assume in the DC universe, like they know that there are aliens out there, but only like a few people know that, and they're not like they're not one of the like the premier, I guess, quote unquote, civilizations. So in this world, humanity has now been elevated to just like another race in the galaxy, and as a result of that, like fast and like travel is a thing. Like you can just go to other planets, and uh, in in Mass Effect and Cowboy Bebop and, and those kinds of like sci-fi, um, the story always turns into like. Humanity is a like the new kids on the block that nobody trusts, but B Earth is almost always abandoned. So like you have a situation where anyone that can afford to leave leaves. So it just leaves like just impoverished people, thieves, like just anyone that can't afford to leave the planet is stuck on Earth. So everyone, everyone, everyone there. Good. Are we still talking about the Green Lantern? Yeah, I really kind of lost it, but keep going. I mean, barely. <laughs> Honestly, what I know of the Green Lantern series, everything you've said is like relatively on point for how the cool. Green Lantern Corps feels about Earth. So fair enough. So I'm thinking like I have I have created this situation where the, you've got the Green Lantern Corps. Uh, They're kind of like the Jedi Council on Coruscant or not on Coruscant. Yeah, on Coruscant in the prequels and the Star Wars prequels where they like 
they're again they're this like overarching government and Hal Jordan is your main character. He's sitting on the he's like living at whatever the headquarter planet is. And uh, something, something. The headquarter planet. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I didn't think of names. All right, fuck you guys. <laughs> it's Oa, actually. Yeah. Okay, Go sure. On. It's Oa, a living great. planet. It's fine. Who Keep cares? going. <laughs> um, it, planet. Who the hell cares? Wait, I saw that movie. That's Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell is the living planet. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. That's a different living planet, but that's not important right now. How Jordan lives on top of Kurt Russell, and it's totally cool. It <laughs> makes sense. Um, because he, so he's obviously he's famous as like humanity's, you know, Green Lantern or whatever. And uh, and I think the way that we open the movie is something happens where this like fundamentalist group um, attacks some public infrastructure on Oa, and it's all humans, and it like it starts this like racist thing undertone into effect where people are like, oh, humans are like humans have to go, and the humans are like, we're the elite race or whatever. So relations between the two become become really bad. It uh, other stuff happens, more filler, more filler. Um, how Jordan goes down to Earth to answer a call. <laughs> not literally, but like a distress call. <laughs> <laughs> not literally. Which, uh, which places him away from the scene of, of from Oa and away from the core, the rest of the core. The rest of the core is attacked by Sinestro because that is the one villain that I know from the Green Lantern universe <laughs> and the Sinestro core. So the Sinestro core does things and, and does things and kill people. And how uh, Jordan is, is away from the people on Earth and he encounters... Um, Simon Baz, which is apparently another Green Lantern guy. Uh, Simon Baz is going to be Rami Malek because, of course, he is. <laughs> because be. we have to bring in Rami Malek. <laughs> because we haven't talked about Rami Malek for a week and uh, we're getting the shakes. Because we yeah. are running a campaign to get his attention. Yeah. So, yeah. So, long story short, Idris Elba is our, like, veteran Green Lantern training Rami Malek to be the new Green Lantern. Two-part question. Both parts of the question are reasons why you're wrong. He's going to have answers, I promise you. Um, question one, how do you plan to convince the world that Idris Elba is now Hal Jordan and not Heimdall from a significantly more successful cinematic universe? Valid. Matt, that's a great question. My answer to that is... I didn't know that Hal Jordan was not the only Green Lantern. I guarantee that most people do not know that. So we just we just won't tell people that there's a DC Universe wiki and we'll wait. Be good. Wait, say what you just said again. Yeah, wait. I don't because I, I think you're super wrong. He didn't understand the question. So Idris Elba plays Heimdall, the blind guy in the Thor movies as well. And Matt wants to know how you're going to convince main America, the masses, if you would, uh, that those are two different people. And they're not just like completely lost. Kyle, thanks gotcha. for translating my English to English. You're welcome. Gotcha. Here, here's what happens. So at one point when he's on Earth, because of reasons, we're gonna see some TV, like some camera footage of Heimdall uh, getting killed. Oh. It'll just be from Avengers: Infinity War. Okay. So all of that <laughs> garbage aside, <laughs> just really phoning this one in, huh? Um, Check. Part part two. It's looking pretty good for Idris Elba to be the next James Bond, which, like, thank God, yes, please. Mm-hmm. But, oh, man, really? Okay, how how are you going to convince Idris Elba to be Hal Jordan and not James Bond? Andrew, can I field this one for you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, my answer is money, but you can answer it. Why don't we give James Bond a Green Lantern ring and just kill two birds with one Ooh. stone? Mm. I like that answer. Probably a better movie than whatever Andrew put together. I, agree. I, I think so. <laughs> so moving on from... The hot mess that Andrew just served up. We we need to cast our next uh, big star, and it's a doozy. Um, so we we also currently find ourselves without a Man of Steel. 
Um, we have no Superman in the DCCU right now because Henry Cavill uh, has left to do the Netflix Witcher series. Pause for Andrew. I, I wasn't going <laughs> to say anything. I was going to let this one go. Pause for Andrew. We'll, we'll, do another, we'll do another lecture series on The Witcher. Okay. So we can't stop making Superman movies because they make jillions of dollars, but we don't have a star. So who is worthy to wear the cape? What will they bring that Henry Cavill or Brandon Ruth or any of the other suggestions that come up? Uh, what do they have that they don't? Matt, take it away. Okay. I need to, like, put this out here that I hate Superman as a character. Same. <laughs> same. I really Wait, super, you guys too? Did we just become best friends? Like, yeah. So I'm the only one here who likes Superman? Good. Yes. Good yes, start. My favorite part about Superman is that Dean Kane hosted Ripley's Believe It or Not for, like, ten years. <laughs> <laughs> that being said... My favorite part is about Superman is also Dean Kane. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so, so that being said, I spent some time on the Googs today finding, uh, I don't know, what I think I searched for was young, muscular, white actors, because that's what Superman is to me. Um, and what I came up with was Alden Einrich. Do you know who Alden Einrich is? Probably not. Did you see that garbage Han, Han Solo origin he's Han, movie? He's Han, he's Han Solo. Yeah. Did you did you see the Han Solo movie? Because it wasn't garbage. I would it not call fine. it garbage. I, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, okay. we're, we're talking about DC Universe movies. You can't really That's true. All right. Garbage. Yes. Let me take back my last statement. In scale, it was not mm. garbage compared to what we're talking about. It's a solid 6.5, I think. Ooh, like I don't it, know that I would go above like 5. Ooh, okay. Netflix fodder. Netflix fodder. Yeah, okay, so anyway, Solo, whether you call it garbage or not, I think we can all agree was kind of a wet towel. Like, it, it was pretty much a wet towel, and it had writing more lackluster than the Star Wars Christmas special. But if we're being honest, the acting in that movie was pretty good. A lot of things being said. What? Huh? Have you not seen Keep the going. Star Wars Christmas special? I haven't. It's amazing. Okay. <laughs> so the, the acting in the solo movie, I thought, was the best part of that movie. And we've roped them in emotionally with a fading Green Lantern, and now it's time to rebuild our young Justice League from the ground up. Uh, we've got to give the people someone to love, and boy, does this kid have the jawline to be Superman. Uh, that being said, we are going to CGI out his belly button because, damn it, I <laughs> wanted it to be Tom Welling, but he's just not the hero we need. That's a Smallville reference, the second best part of Superman. I, yeah. I'm into it. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I really like Smallville. It was probably the best Superman adaptation um, that didn't have Dean Cain in it. We need, to do, we need to do something Smallville sometime. That was such a good show. Great show. Awesome show. Everything that Gotham wasn't was Smallville. <laughs> yep. All right, Todd, who are you, who are you bringing to the table to, to be Superman? So mine is not going to be any... Fantastic surprise, but I think it's still a solid casting choice. So I'm going with Army Hammer. Um, and namely... The Winklevoss mm, twins. Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, namely because of his jaw, I think. His jawline says Superman. Um, and I think that, you know, I, I did some searching as well, and it's really hard to find someone who is a good, solid choice, I think, outside of the the obvious... Um, yeah. casting call like like I feel like I'm at the beginning of a Law and Order SVU episode and they've got a lineup and they all look like they're the same person <laughs> yeah um they're they're all army hammer they're there's all... a very particular style a very particular image when you think of Superman yeah I think of of all the like almost two handsome white actors 
like Army Hammer is like the one the rest stem from. Like mm-hmm. Army Hammer is <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He is the he is the Mew. He is the yeah, yeah. Of all <laughs> good looking male actors. He is he is just like too good looking, too white, to the to almost to a fault that no one knows who he is. We're gonna Which, find out later that he was built in a factory. Like he is like <laughs> <laughs> he is like the first like the first wave of just like genetic like big genetic testing or something. Yes. Yeah. And uh, you know, and I think my so I don't know what Army Hammer is doing nowadays. Probably nothing. What's the last movie he was in? He was RBG's husband. Yeah, RBG's husband. Yeah. Oh shoot. Okay. Well, then this is definitely a downward step in his career because once you are married to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, there's no going up from there. This is the movie oh. that you have to do to get the next you independent know what? movie. Time out. I want to cast Ruth Bader Ginsburg as my Superman because as everyone. Yes. I, she, she is the hero, not the hero we deserve, but the hero that we need. So, but anyway, as far as Army Hammer goes, um, my casting is for a younger Superman. I want a Superman that actually gets to play anchor towards the Justice League, um, you know, in this, like, noble yet untested attitude that he gets to play. Uh, he gets to be the hero, and and I think that that is just a good, solid choice. To go back to what some of the things you said, Matt, I did not hate the Solo movie, and I watched it on Netflix. And I would agree, some of the writing was not great. Um, it was the best movie that I've seen Woody Harrelson in in the past six months, and so that was cool. I mean, six um, months is a short time span for Woody Harrelson yeah. movies. I've only seen him in two movies. The other one was Venom, so... <laughs> well, I didn't see Venom, so... But no, I liked I liked Alden, however you pronounce his last name. I think that was a, that was a pretty good one, yeah. Um, but since since I said jawline and you said jawline, does that mean that we get to have, like, a crimson chin, nega chin, <laughs> like, yeah, jawline that's... mandible fight off? Oh, uh, you guys guessed the super secret bonus question. <laughs> if, well, if we're gonna if we're gonna go that way, I want to change my answer again and say that Robert Mueller is my Superman because his jaw is the <laughs> because, one jaw to rule them all. Because he is your everything, <laughs> Andrew. Yeah, I, I just want to double back. One th- Matt made a point that I I want to I want to make sure we capitalize on uh, the CGIing out the belly button. And it made me think, what's Kyle XY doing these days? Can we get him? Ooh, ooh, ooh! Yeah, that's a that's a reference. That's a, that's a pull. That's a, right? that's a reference that Good three pull. of our listeners might yeah. might get. Good Let's, pull, Andrew. Somebody, can we can we get the IMDb wizards on that one? Um, okay, so I too uh, do not like Superman. Um, I don't like most of the stories because I just find him boring. Like even as a kid, it was always like Batman v Superman, Batman every time because he's more exciting. So I, there is one storyline that that I do like a lot, and it's the Injustice arc which is i i didn't i thought i actually thought it was originally a comic book but it wasn't it was a game first and it was just like kind of a shitty fighting game that came out six years ago and they needed a reason to pit dc characters against each other so they made this incredible backstory where basically the joker tricked superman into killing a pregnant lois lane and like somehow nuclear bombing the entirety of metropolis which is like holy shit that's metal and then, but then they take it a step further. Five years in the future, Superman's basically lost his moral compass, and now he's like this like dictator tyrant who's like not necessarily like pure evil, but has has basically took, taken it upon himself to enforce everything, like enforce all laws and and eradicate crime. Which like you know how that goes. That's one of the best one of the best story arcs from the Justice League cartoon, where they like go to an alternate universe and they do that this, there too. They meet this like tyrannical superman who yeah like similarly his 
it, you know, his Morris com- moral compass shatters for some reason. He's like, screw it. You guys can't handle this. I'm taking yeah. over. And like totalitarian dictator, but for this like utopia world. Well, and you brought this up earlier, I think, before we started recording. There's a, I guess there's a, there's an arc too where it's like, what if Superman landed in communist Russia instead of America? Because like, you know, his personality comes from, from America, comes from his parents, so the Kents. So like, I think that's a really interesting idea. Like, when, what do you do when the person that can do everything is not on your side? Like, that's really interesting to me. So um, I tried to think of like, okay, well, what if Superman was a villain, and like, how can we portray that, but while having some like still portraying some decency, like you want to, you want to still want to feel empathetic toward him. I think of what I still find is one of the best villains in recent years, which is Vincent D'Onofrio in the, uh, in the daredevil series as Kingpin. True. Cause I remember like, cause there's just some scenes where he's just like, he's just breaking down and like, he is just so passionate and like, he's insane. He's fucking crazy. But like, every, you just, you're just listening to every word he says. And I think Vincent D'Onofrio is always really good at that. I think it'd be interesting to see him as like an aging Superman, you know, completely racked with guilt, blinded by vengeance, like, you know, kind of like uh, commanding this army of like robots and, and just and double agents trying to like seek out, like basically stop crime before it happens, which is again, like super dystopian as fuck. That is the plot of Civil War 2 in Marvel. Well, we're, we're just we're just getting our hands in all kinds of cross. Stories. I still get points for making it up because I did not know that there was a Civil War 2. So <laughs> I want to I want to see you convince a 61 year old Vincent D'Onofrio <laughs> that he's got to get into Superman shape for a movie. But that's but that's the thing. Like, I think because he's a tyrant, like he doesn't have to do anything himself. So you've got like a and here's a reference that no one's going to understand. You've got a Kefka at the end of Final Fantasy VI where he's just sitting in his tower blowing up shit, shit with lasers. Like, so he can, he, can, he can have a pork belly. He can be like a little overweight, and it's fine. Andrew, do you have like a weird, uh, like a weird sponsorship going on where every time you say Final <laughs> Fantasy, you get a quarter? Because you have to tell us. Yeah, that's true. Full disclosure, hashtag, you got to tell us. Hashtag not an ad, but could be an ad. Um, so a, co- a couple things. Other thing about that, too, is, is I, I think you're really missing the mark that he doesn't have to get like super super trim fit. He needs dad strength fit. Like yeah. he needs the kind of fit where he's like you joke and say someone's shaped like a triangle because they're so up top strong. He is just muscle from like mid stomach up. Skips skips leg day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like I never stopped playing football. Yeah, strong. Like I I also never stopped eating strong. If we're trying to save the DCCU. I don't know that this is Dorito not dad bod overweight out of shape. You don't, skips you don't like think Superman? <laughs> you don't think gonna chubby do Superman's going to do it? You don't like armchair communist Superman? I don't no. know what's not to like about so, armchair Superman. So here's here's a here's a here's a subsequent pitch for you guys. So okay. I haven't told you the how first it ends one went yet. really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, well, yeah. Pitch pitch one point five. So the game ends with the the premise of the game is like Batman pulls in heroes from other universes. I think it would be more interesting to see. So instead of like be Batman versus Superman, because we've already seen that a million times, I want Batman to pull in a different Superman. So it's Timothy Oliphant, who, if you remember, um, you guys remember, like, he was in the, he did like a brief stint in the office, but he's done a bunch of like rom coms and shit. But he's like, yeah, super, he's yeah, like, that's super a good one. Buff. I, yeah. that's a good I am one. going to, I'm going to score you for casting Timothy Oliphant as, <laughs> as Superman, because that is, Way better a choice. That is way so better good. choice. Oh man! But but like but guys, Timothy Oliphant versus Vincent D'Onofrio is like a slop, like a slovenly like 
like That's evil not a good Superman <laughs> versus like versus like Timothy Oliphant like super dad. So I I, I want to say some things. Um, Go ahead. And and one, I think your ideas are bad. Two, you <laughs> two, you had asked me what the cast of Kyle XY is doing, and I want to give a report. Oh, please. Um, it's nothing. It's Matt, nothing. Matt, <laughs> actually, Matt Dallas, aka Kyle. Um, he married a singer in 2015. They have an adopted son named Crow, and now they're YouTubers. Um, but beyond that, he uh, this is in 2016. He had three films slated for a 2016 release, including Tell Me Your Name, which he also produced, which okay. is like actually kind of cool. But more importantly, <laughs> when you said, I wonder what so-and-so is doing nowadays all i could think is i wonder what american gladiators are doing nowadays oh, no. and so, oh wait, shit. Nope. wait no i have the and, answer wait hold on stop i can tell you because <laughs> when i was in high school one of my science teachers was an american gladiator shut the fuck up <laughs> i'm 100 percent serious which one was it um, was he blade or laser no her name was sky she was a woman oh. and she was terrifying and i lifted with her once and i would never do it again but I swear to God, my, I think, eighth grade science teacher, seventh, seventh or eighth grade science teacher was an American gladiator. That's amazing. Well, and so that's really funny because, like, I'm looking on this thinking I'm going to see all these really out of weight, formerly fit people. I went through the first two, which are nitro and laser, and they're both, like, still being healthy, still doing health things, yeah. like, leave it, like leading happy lives as they're in their, you know, 50s. So not to divert this this tangent even <laughs> further, but that's probably because the people go on American Gladiator because they're already in shape and, like, working out. Yeah, I mean, they're, not, like, bodybuilders and shit. Yeah. They're not just, like, reality show contestants. Yeah. That's fair. Okay, so to put a bookend on it, Andrew, your ideas are bad. Good. Glad we took that Great. long, weird tangent. So we're going to cast our last movie, guys. Um, and one of the big complaints um, we get that comic books and comic book movies get a lot is that they're kind of a boys club um, and that there are no female-led comic book movies um, if you take out Wonder Woman and the upcoming Captain Marvel. But those, you know, were the last two years so it took a long time to get there it, uh, yeah, a it really did. long time something something black widow movie something something aside from the halle berry catwoman movie which had a incredible <laughs> basketball break <laughs> it did it did so as bad as all of andrew's <laughs> ideas have been was that one worst. was worse um so we're we're gonna I'll we're it. gonna throw the ladies a bone and release a big summer blockbuster full budget action superhero movie with a female lead so what hero should the movie focus on and who are you casting to play them? Matt. Okay. So honestly, this was really tough because like I didn't know that there were many DC women characters and most of them are written awful, terrible, just oh, <laughs> super bad. It, it's super just, bad. DC has a terrible track record with, with female characters. Yeah. It's, it's all just either make them a supervillain or take a male hero, slap some titties on him, and put him in a skimpy outfit, and call them whatever girl or whatever uh, woman. Yeah, it's, it's right. It's uh. bad. It's really bad. Um, so I did some Googling, and I landed on this superhero, sometimes villain, named Big Barda. Um, <laughs> Tell which Big sounds Barda so you. bad. It does. It sounds <laughs> terrible. Again. DC's got a terrible track record with women characters. Big Barda is a pretty decent one, yeah. but still is like 
a, a character named Big Barda. Like, yeah. that's awful. So, okay, Big Barda's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Big Barda is kind of like the, and I'm, I'm going to make a Marvel reference, so it's something that the rest of America understands. Um, Thank you. Something like Okoye to mm. um, Black Panther. Big yeah. Barda is the Okoye to Darkseid. Now, Darkseid is like Thanos on steroids and and just Goku'd the whole goddamn way up there. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> when I did research what on Darkseid. Okay, so like, Superman is boring because nothing can beat Superman except for Kryptonite. Goku is mm. boring because no one can beat Goku except for, I don't know, fucking Superman. Food. Um, except for Goku being hungry. Yeah. Darkseid. Darkseid is literally, there is nothing. Nothing stops Darkseid. Darkseid cool. Dark is everything. Darkseid is the world around us. Darkseid Dark is his own digital sentient universe. Like, holy wow. shit. That, that was Dark, three of the seven Kingdom Hearts games. Yeah. Darkseid Dark is Kingdom Hearts. Darkseid is the Fire <laughs> Emblem. Darkseid is just, I can't. Darkseid is like everything that the DC universe needs to embrace because he's like, He's so melodramatic and so weird and out there that like it doesn't make any sense unless you crank that dial all the way, like actually all the way up to 11 because like his goal is to like he wants to get the like he wants to get anti-life, which will just kill. Let him kill everyone that because he can't already do that for some reason. And he he's just like meaningless, just this big, unbreakable evil for the sake of evil villain and it's great when it's done right i'm sure dc and warner brothers would find a way to screw it up in a movie though so but go on matt yeah okay so so dark side also mm. I, I have one more reference that i want to make i don't know if when this episode comes out if shaggy will still be the most popular uh. meme but goddamn i hope he is because dark side is the equivalent to like 93 percent of shaggy's power it, um, <laughs> I, why is that meme a thing? Is I don't know, like, but it's is hilarious. This like, I love is this it. like BDE? I, Will it go away eventually? Anyway, so so dark side is dark side. Um, Big Barda is like dark side's Okoye, and then one day she's like fucking him out for reasons, and decides to go do her own thing and enforce justice with the Justice League sometimes, but also sometimes fight oh, the so Justice she's League. She's Gamora. Yeah, yeah, kinda, but like a little bit less team oriented and a little bit more like I am also a God. Um, she's kind of Thorish a little okay. bit. Um, I don't know. Anyway, she's big and hits people. And so Ronda Rousey, I guess, because MMA was great for her until it wasn't. And then everybody knows the most successful WWE superstars are the ones that actually do movies. All of the rock and John Cena. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Dave Ronda Batista. And Dave Batista, yeah, yeah, great example. Um, Ronda Rousey, Big Barda, twenty twenty three. Does anyone got anything to say before we move on to Todd? I'm not really sure what this movie is outside of just Ronda Rousey saying she's Big Barda, but I think I think sure. Ronda Rousey is going to be a terrible actress. But I'm excited for your movie nonetheless. Um, you know, honestly, like she's not the worst as far really? as WWE superstars go. It's kind of a low bar, though. <laughs> okay, no? it's, it's an incredibly low bar. It is an incredibly low bar. But so, like, they took Ronda Ronda Rousey, slapped her in WWE, 
and were like, you are canonically the daughter of Rowdy Roddy Piper now. And I've permanently blocked out any WWE lore <laughs> after fifth grade. I think I'm a out. good, com- she's about as good as the rock was in Scorpion King. If that it's high praise. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have much lines, so there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would, I would say like six and a ni- 6.9. Okay. Well, you're definitely selling me already. Yeah. This definitely warrants $15. Okay. Yeah. I mean, every other DC movie has been like a four and a half out of 10. So (laughs) 6.9 is an improvement. Let's put it like this. I I don't think Nicolas Cage is a good actor. There, I said it. But I went to see how many of those National Treasure movies. I kept going back. Yeah, you did. I'm really really disappointed none of you cast Nick Cage as Superman. Well, that's that's a conversation for a later day. We haven't gotten to the super secret yet. It's true. There you go. So so I'll tell you what what I'm bringing to the table. So so I, for preparation for this, I did a lot of research into the Green Lantern universe. That's probably like one of my favorite aspects of... DC. And so I chose um, a lantern from there. So uh, I am casting Sonequa Martin Green, otherwise known as Sasha from The Walking Dead. We're pulling a lot from Walking Dead. Oh, she's from The Walking Dead, huh? Yeah, from The Walking Dead. Um, As Saronic Natu. So she was a neurosurgeon who became a Green Lantern. Um, But in the overall story, I'm going to say things that you might recognize, Andrew. So she is the daughter of Sinestro. Does that name that sound? Name. Yeah, that's that he's, he's a bad guy. Um, yeah. Does he have a so mustache? He might. He looks, he's got like a Jafar thing going on. He's okay. got a very stereotypical evil person like yeah, pointy yeah, yeah, yeah. mustache. If, you, and if you see him and you don't know that he ultimately breaks bad and creates a Sinestro core, Sinestro core you think the whole time, why is anyone trusting him? Yeah. His facial hair gives me pause to believe that he would ever be a good guy. Mark Strong's portrayal of him was the best mm-hmm. part of the um, Green Lantern. Oh, yeah. But well, anyway, and, sorry. And keep, so, keep yeah, anyway, so, so... We digress. Yeah, so Saronic, she was a, a neurosurgeon who ultimately joined the Green Lantern Corps, later on found out that her father is Sinestro, her mother is um, something Sur, which ends up being, that means her uncle is Abin Sur, the guy who gave his ring to Hal Jordan. So she's got like deep Green Lantern ties. And uh, my, my point is her overall story is just really, really good. She's a total badass. I think that it would be a missed opportunity, you know, if they ultimately get a Green Lantern universe going, that she would be a great story that helps add some, some oomph to the background. Um, Sasha, uh, you know, Sonequa is a fantastic actress in The Walking Dead, and I think that she could end up bringing power to a multi-layered character with a weird past. And the coolest part is that um, later on when she ends up finding out that Sinestro is her dad, she too ultimately ends up breaking bad, and I believe she is currently the leader of the Sinestro Corps. So just an overall really, really cool, um, powerful woman in the lantern universe which in doing research for famous lanterns that are women there is a deep roster um of not incredibly overly sexualized women in the lantern universe including barbara gordon she becomes a green lantern really oh oh. yeah she becomes a green lantern in this in the the comic panel i was looking at in this like really neat moment where she's no longer like obviously in a wheelchair like she's talking about how she's like you know, full of power and all this stuff. So neat, neat. That is kind of neat. You know, I, I, we've been shitting a lot on DC and we're going to continue shitting on DC, but um, 
That's I think what we it came is interesting. Green, I mean, Green Lantern is one of like, save for the X Men, like that is one of the universes that you really could like. You could do a whole like mm-hmm. self-contained like mm-hmm. series, like a serial or a movie series, just with that stuff alone. And I think I think the Green Lantern or well, the Lanterns in general, but the Green Lantern Corps is the one aspect of DC that they do better than Marvel tries to do. Yeah, because Marvel has the Nova Corps, That's which right. I think Nova's super cool and he'll be there eventually. You know, they've got um, they've got Captain Marvel who kind of plays in a similar realm a little bit, um, but. The reality is the Nova Corps, I do not believe, holds a candle to the Green Lantern Corps and the lore that ties in there. It's just really unfortunate that they did not stick the landing. The the Lantern Corps, like the the lore behind like the seven different mm-hmm. lanterns is like almost as deep as the rest of the DC lore. Like it's insane. It's so cool when you I mean, obviously it's it's built and it's developed, but um, one of the very first things that happened was when you find out all the different like colors mean different things. The one that's like jealousy and greed. Initially, there's only like one. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. one. There's one orange lantern. And I mean, I don't know if there's still just one if one dies and a new one happens or whatever. But like the whole thing is like all the jealousy and greed. There's just one of them. Yeah, there is one orange <laughs> lantern ring. Mm-hmm. And the whole point is you have to want it more than the person who currently yeah. Oh, that's kind of neat. Which, while we're talking about strong women, sorry, one more thing. There is an entire color of the Green Lantern Corps that is just women, like the Star Sapphires, which is pretty Mm -hmm. sweet. I learned a lot about that through some of the lore that I read and tried to understand. And it... What I it's what so I gleaned hard. was that the Star Sapphires exist. So thanks for confirming that. Um, we have talked far too long about this. So Andrew, bring us home. Who it, who who are you making a movie of, and who are you casting to player in our big summer blockbuster? I went through three different tri- three different treatments, realizing that the first two already either exist or are have been announced, which was a, a huge bummer. So oh boy, what I, I feel that yeah. <laughs> yeah and i mean like just to echo what todd said like there aren't a there aren't a wide variety of of interesting female superheroes that aren't you know this hero with boobs um which is which is unfortunate so we're gonna talk about dr strange with boobs who is <laughs> which is uh zatanna zatara zatanna zatara which uh again character that i did not know existed uh 10 hours ago This Um, image that I'm sure pops up for everyone when you search this name, the very first one, is the most ridiculous thing I've seen. For those of you playing along at home, I mean, it's basically like, let's put her in fishnet stockings and like underwear outside of of said stockings. And then give her just like a top hat. With oh, like that's a, been that's been her costume since yep. her conception in 1964. Like yes. it's <laughs> she is a Vegas special assistant for a magician. Right. And yeah. and like I think there's a way that you can do that without making it incredibly that gross, you know. So Ooh, uh, don't go to the say, image results. Don't go no, to all no, image results. I don't go to er- fan art. I did earlier and I really wish I hadn't. Um so I think this what is we're my work computer. Is, we're, well, yeah, same. not anymore. Um, it was. <laughs> nope. I am on a list. So I think we're just going to trash everything and keep the top hat. That's we're starting. Everything <laughs> top, else is a clean slate under under the top hat. Top hat and the, and the tails. But yeah, but yeah. So. All right. So we're going to I'm going to cast Natalie Emmanuel and apologies if I'm pronouncing this incorrectly. Um, that's Miss Missande or Missande from uh, Game of Thrones. She's the the handmaiden to uh, Emilia Clarke to yeah. uh, Daenerys. Yeah. Except for your first. Uh, 
your your surprise casting of Timothy Oliphant. This is this is a casting of yours. I really actually like. I think thanks, that's man. a good a good casting. Yeah, thanks. What Kyle's saying is all your other choices were bad. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> we all we all had to get one. Um, so I think this could be an interesting. As I read through the character, I mean, there's not a whole lot here. I'll kind of I'll give you the high points. I mean, one. So her power is vaguely illusions. <laughs> Um, she was like she was like a street magician turned pro, but like she found that she could actually do magic. So I like that idea. I mean, there it, it's literally being done right now better on the Adventure Zone, which is like <laughs> Travis's character on the Adventure Zone. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is you know, but it's it's that right. So it's like picture like the situation where you know we start we open the movie. She's like a struggling magician. She's you know tra- sh- playing in like city shitty bars and she's getting by on like money from kids birthday parties something goes wrong and she you know a fireball explodes from her hand and people are like whoa that was crazy and you know fast forward we do a montage fast forward six months later she's playing you know sold out nightclubs in in vegas and all this stuff you know it's very very glitzy high glamour so the other a couple of the other things that i saw uh again not a whole lot of depth for zatanna go figure yeah right <laughs> um <laughs> at one point she teams up with constantine which is like pretty badass that actually is cool yeah, and they like fight demons and shit, and uh, they they help develop the Justice League Dark, which is like mm-hmm. again like weird and metal. <laughs> sounds like an N sixty four game. <laughs> right? <laughs> it sounds like a, a fan fiction that I made when I was fourteen. Whatever it is, it's definitely something they tried in the eighty late eighties, yeah. early nineties to be edgy. Uh huh. It's story. edgy. It's edgy, and uh, I mean, I won't bore you with the details, but a couple of other members was like Man Bat. It's like we got, any, we, got any big, we got any big man bat fans in the house <laughs> no, no, one, no we definitely no one. don't <laughs> y'all, y'all want to know who man bat is <laughs> i'll give you two oh, guesses <laughs> he's, a, he's a man and he's a bat the door opens hey y'all talking about man bat in here <laughs> what y'all motherfuckers know about man bat yeah <laughs> fucking fucking man bat came to party so so there's that um so the the main one of the main villains that Zatanna squared off against is the Enchantress. So I think we could like we've got we've got Zatanna, we've got Constantine shows up um to they're like they 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 meet up. Um we got Constantine played by Adam Driver. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, see I was gonna say I'm only on board if you get um You were gonna say Jacob Anderson, you get weren't you? Keanu no, Keanu, no, Keanu Reeves, Reeves back to play well, Constantine. Yeah. Well here's here's the twist, guys. Ready? Here's the twist. This, here, this is the we we dovetail into the Constantine trilogy. Oh, so this is our prequel. So Adam Driver plays is playing a young Constantine. I don't want to do this anymore. How does okay? How does the 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 trilogy fit into the Shondaverse? That's what I'm still trying to figure out. <laughs> so yeah, so we've got Zatanna, we've got Constantine. They're up against the Enchantress. Um, Zatanna v the Enchantress, and like this like very colorful visually visually stunning magic battle and they're both blasting fireballs at each other etc etc and uh she melts the enchantress or whatever and uh our post credit scene is then satana and constantine uh starting the justice league dark and man bats there with man bat that's the that's the title that's the title of the third one it's justice league dark 
and Man Bats there. Man-Bats. I like to think that Zatanna and Constantine are sitting down making some serious like decisions, and like Man Bat pokes his head. He's like, "Hey, y'all doing Justice Dark things?" And they're like, "Like, no, nah, man." Man Bat's Man Bat's like flying around. Yeah, just like kind of comes into frame, like screeches and is gone. His feet show up like a boom mic, just like periodically. You just see them. Yeah, everyone's hair is always a mess. All right, um, so it is it is time for our super secret bonus question. Um, and we're, we're gonna, we're gonna cast one more movie guys. It's one. I want to hear kind of what, what's the movie you've always wanted to see? Um, we've got the, the Joaquin Phoenix led Joker coming out soon. Um, and it's creating a lot of buzz as this smaller story, a more character driven, like, you know, it's, it's the origin story of the Joker. There's no superpowers involved, but it's this, you know, comic book larger than life character still um so i just want to hear what character um you want to see brought to the big screen and who you want to play him but really focus on the character and the story uh matt so you got if we're being real honest here the dc movie that i have always wanted happened and it was the suicide squad and it tanked um, <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, bud. yeah, that was hard. Um, it was really awful. Q sad yeah. trombone. Um, but I think that there were a lot, and I think there was a lot of potential with the Suicide Squad. It was just a a mess, just a garbagey mess. Um, and I think that one of the biggest pieces of that garbagey mess was why does anybody care who the Enchantress is, and why does the Enchantress suddenly screw everything up, and why does the Enchantress have unlimited power? that only Will Smith can stop. So what I want, what I want more than anything is a standalone Enchantress origin story, because the origin story of the Enchantress is actually really pretty cool. Um, June Moon, which is a a goofy superhero name, um, but June Moon Mm -hmm. is the original person who is inhabited by the spirit of the Enchantress, because the Enchantress is just this, like, entity so to speak. And June Moon is exploring in the original case. It was an old castle in 2018. We're going to make it a or 2019. We're going to make it a sewer. And she's going to come across this this locked sewer gate and she's going to go in. And then all of a sudden she's going to get possessed and have to fight an evil demon thing. And the enchantress power is going to come out. And that's going to be the first like five minutes of the movie. And everybody's going to be like, yo, whoa. What the hell was that? Um, And then we're going to spend pretty much the rest of the movie watching June Moon sort of Eddie Brock her way into the Enchantress until at the very end of the movie, we see the Enchantress take over and become the supervillain of the Enchantress. Now, as far as casting goes, I thought Cara Devangeline did a great job. I don't think that we need to change anything. I think that she was handed a shitty deck of cards with the Suicide Squad movie. Um, so I'm going to give her a second go. So was everyone. So was everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, (laughs) except for Will Smith, Will Smith's writing was like, okay. As far as that movie goes, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a hell of a lot better than Margot Robbie's. So fun fact, Will Smith brings his own writer on to every movie. He like every project he gets signed on. Is that a a real thing? Yeah. He has his own writer that comes in and makes sure like all his lines are like sound like Will Smith. I mean, it works. Um, isn't, isn't, 
Isn't the other trivia piece, like, the one that everyone spouts is, like, he did that movie instead of Men in Black 3? Independence Day. Instead of Independence Day. Yeah, Independence Day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was it. Mm. Independence Um, Day 2. Which was not very good either. So, So. uh, that's my my treatment. I I think that Suicide Squad is a savable concept, but we gotta, we gotta rebuild the whole damn thing. Like, I feel like they wanted Suicide Squad in a way to be their Avengers because Justice League just wasn't picking up. And so they were like, let's skip all the origin stories that Marvel spent four years building and let's just hit them with the group shot day one. And I, I think that was the problem. Um, I like I like your approach to uh, just cutting to the chase, because I think the world if if the world doesn't have enough heroes already, the world definitely has enough origin stories of heroes already. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I forget who said it, but some there's some someone who said, like, if I I do not need to see. Um, Thomas and Martha Wayne die. No, oh, man. No, no, like, no. Um, Same with Uncle Ben. I don't need to see Uncle Ben die yeah. ever again. All right. Um, Todd, what do you got? Yeah, so I've been inspired by two things that I've heard um, today, and I've been feverishly like opening up Wikipedia pages. This is going to get great. Um, two things have inspired me. So one, uh, specifically how much Andrew talked about how much he loved Doctor Strange, um, and... Two, I didn't say I loved it. I liked oh, it. Oh, I chose to hear something different then. And okay. two, how much Matt just said he loves origin movies. And so I'm ready to bring you is, the, I hate this already. The, the DC version of Doctor Strange's origin story, and that is going to be the one, the only Doctor Fate. Oh, and so, <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> exist. There's no way that that so, actually exists. So it just if you just want to Google Dr. Fate, um, that's just going to help that you is, out right that now. That is the Dr. Thunder of the DC <laughs> universe. It is. He, Dr. Dr. Fate is the Dr. Thunder of the DC universe. A, a, an incredible burn to your palate, and it leaves you unsatisfied in the end. <laughs> and so here, you stuck the landing. And I here's that. here's what it is. And so for those of you who don't know Dr. Fate, um, he is Kent is his name, Kent Nelson. And so For those of um, you including Todd who no, do not know who Dr. Fate is. And and so and so this is gonna be the story of how Kent Nelson came to power and got, got his abilities and met his antagonist that he that he deals with. So when Kent was twelve years old, he was accompanied by his father doing um archaeology things. His his dad, Sven, was an archaeologist, and so of course Kent probably always wanted to grow up to be an archaeologist and they were doing a dig. And then, you know, as you do, you do a little diggy do. And so they, they stumble upon some ancient ruins as, as you do, they unearthed um, a coffin containing the imprisoned Lord of order, Naboo. And um, when they unearthed him, uh, poisonous gas released and killed his dad, but not him. And then, the Lord Naboo took him under his wing and instantly aged him into adulthood and then taught him all the mystic arts. And then he said, as any sensei would, for your last challenge, you must destroy me. And then he turned into magical artifacts that give him his power. And I think that's a good movie. And so what's going to make this movie better, what's going to make this movie better is that Kent, a.k.a. Dr. Fate, is ultimately going to meet um, his one of his arch nemesis, uh, people, Doctor Chaos, whose name is Bert Belker. <laughs> Kent and Bert are the first names of these two people, <laughs> and so I'm not gonna bore you with any more details of this story. But what I want to argue with before I tell you who is playing what is that Doctor Strange. I don't think was a good movie, 
But Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange was a great addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that's what we're doing here. Because I don't think that the story of Doctor Fate, a.k.a. Kent Nelson, is a good story. But... Remember how I said he always wanted to grow up to be an archaeologist? Well, in my story, Dr. Fate is played by David Schwimmer, known archaeologist <laughs> from the no. series Friends. Oh, my God. No. And, and, if, and if you're not done yet, I don't know bullshit about Burt Belker, a.k.a. Dr. Chaos, but I'm going to throw a Hail Mary. He is going to be played by Creed Bratton of The oh, Office. God. Because that's what everyone gets. You're welcome, and I'm sorry. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. There's there's no way this movie isn't ten minutes of two old men sitting in a sauna. He's <laughs> like, hey Bert, like how's your new medication coming along? Oh, I still got those chest pains. Mitch or whatever I, the hell the other name guy's name was. I uh, Bert and Kent. Sure. Those uh, are the names of the most powerful mystic yep. beings in they, the DC universe. They definitely are both on a on a beer league softball team. I mean, who uh, cares? Oh man. Well I Andrew, just just wash this taste out of my mouth and and give me give me your uh, treatment. So I've made it pretty clear that I'm not an expert in the DC, but one of the shows that You're I kidding. did watch, yeah, right. Um, but one of the shows I did watch was Teen Titans. I love that show, uh, the OG Teen Titans. Um, specifically, Raven was such a good character. She was like, she was kind of always like the she was like the Jim Halpert of Teen Titans. The like. Uh, Wait, can you believe this guy? Like that kind of thing, <laughs> but like in a in a in a you know ironic goth team. The straight man. Yeah, yeah. The the is straight man. The, the term you're looking for. Yep, yep, yep. Um. So I want now. I know, and the reason I didn't do this in the last question is there is a there is another execution of Raven, albeit awful, uh, which is the the live action show Titans, which exists. I guess I don't I, know if it. I don't it's know, out. I don't it's know. out there. I really yeah. don't know where we stand on that. Like, did it happen? Did it not happen? Is it available? Is that the thing you made me watch earlier? There aren't. Yes, there are episodes oh. posted on the DC Universe thing. Like, I think it came out like a couple months ago. Okay. So let's just pretend that doesn't because I think that's better for all of us. Um, so I'm thinking not a full Teen Titans movie, but a Raven movie. And we can maybe incorporate some of the other Titans in there. And like, maybe there's a lead up to a Teen Titans. But really, like, I think she's got one of the more compelling characters because we've obviously we've done Robin to death. Like we all know the flying Grayson's blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Right. Yes. So like Raven has such an awesome, like weird backstory. Um, her father is a demon. <laughs> like literally what? everything about Raven is awesome. Like Raven is the yeah, coolest. Yeah, like, it's so cool. It's so cool. And I, and I, even in like the teen Titans show, she was, she was done really well, but I still think she was a little underplayed because she was like always a little mysterious and like, you know, like you didn't, you'd had to watch two seasons just for her to like open the door to her room yeah. or something. You know what I mean? Like that right. kind of stuff. Right. So I want to get, um, the name might not be recognizable. Uh, Brianna Hildebrand, who, if you don't know that name, she was a uh, Negasonic teenage. Warhead hey, nice. I know that name. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get her. Cause I think that's a really good execution of like that, like punky, but still really likable, like ironic teen. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'll give that I, to you. That's, yeah. That is probably the best casting of the day right there. I'm not going to lie. So I think, like, we'll have a, you know, kind of like a Spider-Man homecoming feel, like, you know, in high school or whatever. And she can kind of do the whole, like, what made the show funny, which is, you know, it doesn't have to be super serious, even though, like, the, the, the material is very serious. And, like, that's probably a, a bigger allegory to DC where it's, like, you could have serious, like, content, but not just not have the feel, not have it feel so serious. Right. Um, so she can play up with, uh, she'll eventually team up with Starfire, 
who's uh, played by Catherine Langford, who was in uh, 13 Reasons Why. Have you seen that? Yeah. Okay. I think those are, like, mm. I think those are mm-hmm. really good foils, like both in actresses and, and uh, characters. Because like Starfire is like the ditzy, like, what is this human? Why is this human crying? Like, she doesn't understand right. anything because she's an alien. Right. Um, so I, I like that kind of like team up approach. Like they'll have like a Thor Ragnarok, like buddy cop situation going on. They can go on adventures and all that. And they'll eventually throughout the movie reveal, you know, Raven's past and Starfire's past. Cause I think she has amnesia or something. I don't know. Something JRPG. And then we can, we can do a post credit scene with Beast Boy. Cause I like Beast Boy. So there you go. All right. That was surprisingly good. Based, based on your other answers. Um, <laughs> that was nice. a good palate cleanser. It really was, yeah. yeah. All right, let's round this out. Um, give me your closing statements, which might be weird because we had like three weirdly unconnected but connected questions. So just, Matt, clo- close out your argument. Sure, I'd love to. Um, I, I think that why you brought us here today was to save the DCCU, um, which is not going well. And what I learned through my research in trying to save the DCCU is that the biggest problem with the DCCU is not the last two letters. In fact, it is the first two letters. The biggest problem with the DCCU (laughs) is DC. So I, my proposal is we scrap it all, sell it to Marvel for like seven and a half billion dollars, buy ourselves a house in Cancun and call that a life, man. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Matt, All right. Matt's pulling a straight up fire festival. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Take the money and run, baby. I'm out. Let's get let's get let's get Ja Rule in here and we'll seven, make it happen. Seven billion dollars will buy a hell of a house and a lot of coke in Cancun. So <laughs> you're appealing to this fake movie producer character I'm I'm pretending there to be. There you go. Todd. Todd, what are your closing statements? Sure. So I want to make it very clear why I think I should be the person you put into the director's chair. Because my very clear vision going forward for the DCCU rests on only a few very specific points. One is we are going to go hard in on making the Green Lanterns and the Lantern Corps themselves way better. And, and I think my choices for some of those castings, especially like the potential like heel turn and like bloody beatdown of like Dexter to the most like fearsome Red Lantern in the universe is going to be incredible. That'll be a shocker. Two, I'm going to cast... No, that was... That, that was point one. Point two of my... That's, I, this, is a, not an, a, this is an audio podcast. No one sees you, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Making obscene gestures on this kid-friendly podcast. I don't know podcast. what you're talking about. Um, two... We are going to cast, again, like taking some of the greatest hits from specifically The Walking Dead and actually putting, like I said, Sonequa Martin-Green as a strong female lead. And then, you know, three, if nothing else, if you put me in the director's chair, you get Creed Bratton to join the DCCU as the most powerful, I guess, magician on the bad side? Yeah, Bill. Bert. Close. Chuck. Chuck. Um, and Charles. if you do that, you'll get quotes such as, wait, I had a good one here a second ago. It's oh, gone man. now, so I can't say it. Oh, but no. anyway, the Here's point is, argument. the point is, okay, I'll give you a better one. Option 3A. If you put me in the director's chair, you get Dr. Fate, played by David Schwimmer. And do you know that Dr. Fate 
has different sets of powers. He has powers if he has the helmet on, like immortality, invulnerability, telekinesis, um, invisibility. But he also, without his helmet, still has abilities listed on his fandom wiki. The number one ability he has, archaeology. <laughs> so you're, you know, you're so you're hanging your hat on the the least popular friends character <laughs> playing yeah. a, a an unknown magician. I want to um, be I want to be super clear. I'm hanging my hat on Michael Hall. I'm <laughs> hanging my head on Michael Hall and uh, and Jesse Williams and Creed Bratton. But I'm telling you. Kind of like a hostage situation if you don't choose me. I'm going to give you more David Schwimmer. <laughs> so if I've learned anything today, and, and boy howdy have I learned a lot about DC, um, I think if I had to summarize what I learned, it's that the way to save the DC universe is to cut the universe entirely. Let's not do it. <laughs> I second that. Yeah, and, and I don't necessarily mean let's not make any movies, but like we can make media, but like there are... The, the universe is the DC universe is so convoluted and, and makes absolute no sense. And the more you try to like tie these things together, the more just it just feels like word vomit. I think back to like the stuff that I really like, which is like Smallville and and Teen Titans and the stuff that's popular now, which is like Arrow and Flash. Like the reason those are good is because those are much more much more ma- micro versus macro. Like let Avengers be the micro or the macro like galaxy spanning, you know, all these different groups. Let's let's dive in and do the little independent stories, like more serials, more like stuff like it doesn't even have to be Teen Titans, but just Raven or you know what I mean? Like building up to this, like this small kind of un- generally unseen group of people working out of like the West Coast or like out of a certain area, you know, stuff that's like more a little more everyday versus the, the grand, you know, galaxy scale. And, and also also. I promise to not have David Schwimmer <laughs> in my universe. We will not. We will not call David Schwimmer if we, you, you if say we that pick now. Andrew. But wait until you see him unleash his power of archaeology. We're, oh. we're gonna make David Schwimmer in the. I don't know. One of the. the we're gonna make him Guy Gardner because that's not a real person. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take these ideas to uh, to my debate this um, executive producers. I'm gonna. I'm gonna run it by some debate this casting directors and see what we can pull up. Um, so while I while I wait to hear back from them, while my people call their people, um, give us some good vibes. Matt, kick us off with some good vibes. Yeah. I mean, I think for for three guys arguing about something that we had next to no idea about or cares for. I think we did a great job, team. Go us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had Hooray. no idea. I had no idea you guys cared, like had such disdain for the DC. You know, honestly, I'm not sure I knew I had <laughs> like this continuity. much disdain for I DC. I didn't either. Until I started researching this and was like, this is convoluted horse garbage how does one even as someone who said the word xehanort 72 times in the span of a day i think i i spent most of my day looking at absolute nonsense okay so so to do some actual good vibes uh as far as superman goes idris idris would however it's pronounced idris elba and jesse williams were great polls for um green lantern those were well, Idris Elba was very much my first choice. And then when I started oh, yeah. he was a looking fruit. at like other options, I was like, ah, how about the guy from Detroit become human? Lo and behold, Todd watches Grey's Anatomy and knows him from that other thing he did. Uh-huh. Um, so <laughs> bummer for me, I guess. Um, 
But good good pulls on that one. I like both of those a lot. Um, Todd, I got to give it to you, man. Army Hammer for Superman is great. Good for you. That's that's very good. It felt right. Vincent D'Onofrio, probably not so much, but Army Hammer, <laughs> very, very good. Yeah. Um, it's a direction. It is a direction. Uh, and then, Andrew, the Zatanna Zatara pull is great. I, I didn't know that DC had a female gambit dressed as a Playboy bunny, but now I do. Um, and that's a piece of information that I'll file away for later, I guess. I don't know if that'll ever come up in Jeopardy, but who knows? Um, but I I never watched Game of Thrones. However, after Googling both Zatanna Zatara and Natalie Emanuel, I think that that's a great pick. So good for you. Yeah, um, I'm going to throw out probably some of the similar compliments. Um you know, I think the internet has been campaigning for Idris Elba to be Jon Stewart for a very, 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 very long time. There's photos of that all over the place. And so that was obviously a really, really great choice. Um, Lenny James, wouldn't have thought of him, but great. Thanks. Um, that also a really good, I think he, his character in The Walking Dead is like the I'm too old for this shit character over and over and over again. Yeah. And I think that he would, like, if that's the angle they were going to take with, John Stewart of like one more ride, let's get it done. He would be the John Stewart that's like, I'm sick of this, let's do it. So I was a I was a big fan of that one. Um, again, like I I I watched Solo and I really thought that um, Alden I Ironrick, however you pronounce Einrich. his last name, it's I, just Einrich. Einrich. That's there's too many R's and E's and N's in there. That's too many. There's actually one N. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I uh yeah, I think he would be he'd be a good good superman. He's got that jaw. Um not gonna say anything about Vincent D'Onofrio. That's just not gonna not gonna really yeah. Timothy Oliphant was, uh, was actually yeah, that's, that's the one that you meant to say. Timothy <laughs> Timothy Oliphant would be great. That was the hidden gem of that of that garbage. Yeah, um I Zatanna as a character is just offensive. <laughs> um, like like yeah, her, she, her she's design. offensive and she's nothing. Like And if they did and if they gave it that like facelift and like you said, the actress from Game of Thrones, like I think that'd be great. That I mean, I think I will say she's actually she's in um, Young Justice, and they do give her more character than Playboy they, Bunny magician. Do they do like the a similar kind of retcon with um, with like Jubilee, where she becomes more useful? Is that kind of what we're going for? Yeah, she's sure. um, so she shows up as one of the like more experienced um, mm-hmm. heroes that helps. The, gotcha. the new the new squad out. I was equating it. I was equating it like Starfire because that's that's why I like mm-hmm. Starfire too. I I was like the comic book like the Rob Liefeld like just boob monster Starfire is is awful. Yeah. Like there's yeah. nothing yeah. there. But right. when they when they took a step back and were like how can we make this actually like a a person then it's very well done. Yeah. yeah. You know I know there are there are different like timelines. They they classified years of comics in different timelines of, of writers and, and themes. Um I hope Boob Monster is one that really does come to encompass. <laughs> yep, that's a name that sticks. <laughs> I mean Rob Liefeld, like anything Rob Liefeld has done, it's either like Then I assume he did all the art for every like Supergirl um you know comic ever because it's just like offensive yeah, but I don't anyway that's think that's he did dc but i'm just i'm just projecting anyway it's it's neither here nor there the the bottom line um i thought yeah i thought you both brought some really heavy hits to here and i i really enjoyed the fact that you brought up raven raven is probably one of my favorite she's definitely my favorite Absolutely. team titan oh yeah um so yeah Easy. i think i i don't honestly like i don't know anyone in my offline or online life that cares about the green lantern more than todd does <laughs> so like if I if I had the resources, I would right now like just Todd 
make us a Green Lantern movie. <laughs> like, just do it because I know it would be good. And like, and there's also maybe that'll be maybe that that'll be a, a sidebar is me and Todd pitching, <laughs> pitching a Green Lantern uh, cinematic universe because I also love the Green Lantern. And you know what, guys? Like, lore. that's great. Go out and do it because like every time I just I, I try like I try so hard to care about the Green Lantern. I'm like, I just I can't like I can't do it. I don't get it. Um, but every, but like but Todd is so passionate about it and like it makes me want to care about the Green Lantern. So so. That that's great. I mean, and, and Matt and I like yours was the better version of what I was trying to do, which is like <laughs> a, an old an old grizzled Green Lantern. I mean, that I think that's like what the taking off like the taking kind of like from Logan, like that's a really interesting and and not not too overused dynamic right now. So that that seems to be like with a with a series so big on choosing successors and you know having this like elaborate team of people, that would be a really good iteration of that yeah yeah that's like been one of my biggest complaints about green lantern from my experience with them is that it seems like who becomes the green lantern is always really important and you always see who becomes the green lantern in the first 30 seconds and then you're just mm -hmm. expected to care as to why they were chosen so i yeah. i'm with you andrew yeah, I, I dig the old guy tagging out for the new kid yeah alden Aaron einrich We'll call it Einrich. Um, that was a good pool. I didn't. I haven't seen Solo yet, but I've you know I've seen I've seen what I needed to see. It's on Netflix. Um, yeah, it's on it's on Netflix. And Army Hammer both like we said this before. I mean, there there is a very specific box that you can put Superman in, and and each of those guys check that box very very well. Ronda Rousey was was definitely a pool. It was thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, that, was, that was a choice. It was, it was Ronda an Rousey is Matt's. Um, uh, Vincent yeah. D'Onofrio. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, you went, you did a thing. You I went did. there. I, I, I can't be the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> um, I just kept thinking, tell him large march that. Like, <laughs> 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 and uh, and yeah, I mean, again, like Todd. Anytime you talk about Green Lantern, I'm, I'm down. <laughs> I'm in. But like, what's your take on Doctor Fate? Um, Ross Geller as Doctor Fate. <laughs> Next. Can can I be done now? He he! At some point, at some point, they they're gonna come up to him and be like, "Doctor Fate, we where were you at this last adventure? We you were supposed to be there." And he's gonna just yell, "We were on a break!" <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want any of it. Wait, I let me think of one of that has him yelling. Pivot. Let me. I, get I, I, I've one. been trying to think of a good pivot joke for Doctor Fate <laughs> for like we, ten let's put, minutes. Let's put Doctor Fate in the debate. This trash along with Pace please, Pete, please. <laughs> All right, so um, I've guys, I've talked to the board. I've talked to some casting directors, um, and I think I think we had a we had a lot of good ideas. We had a lot of ideas. Some of them were good, I guess. Um, so I'm going to kind of break this down. I'm going to go point by point, and, um, and we'll, we'll decide who had the best answer to each question and, and pick a winner from there. For as far as Green Lantern movies go, Todd, we're going to make your Guy Gardner Green Lantern movie. Um, that's, the one, that's the one the studio liked. We're going to go with it. Um, Michael Hall is 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 not doing anything. He's not nowadays. doing much. We think we can <laughs> no. get him cheap. We think he can bring in a good performance. Uh, so we're gonna do the Guy Gardner Green Lantern movie from Todd. Surprisingly, um, so moving on to Superman, um, they really liked Andrew, your Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> Superman. <laughs> um, they. They did not like Vincent D'Onofrio, but they liked your little bit in there about Timothy Oliphant. 
um, playing an older Superman. Um, so they're they're they got his people on the, on the line and they're they're talking to him now. So that we're, was we're, that was the real legislation that we had to hide in page two hundred fifty seven <laughs> of the bill. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to our our female led movie. Um, once again, it, it's Andrew with Natalie Emmanuel as uh, Zatanna Zatara. Um, it's a good just one. the the star the up and coming star power. They think that is um, that's gonna. St- Kick the summer off well and uh, and be a good a good competitor to some of those Marvel movies. And as far as our solo character driven uh, whatever you want movie, um, they really liked David Schwimmer. N- no, um, <laughs> not at all. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one they they really they they want to keep uh, they want to try and reclaim any bit of suicide squad that they can um so Matt, <laughs> yeah. they're gonna make your they're gonna make your enchantress movie but you have to agree to let them put margot Ro- robbie in the uh in the post credit scene mm. to to bring that back oh all right fine Ooh. but we're changing her costume jesus christ Nope, it's gonna be hot. It's gonna be a hot topic garbage costume. Here's, here's the other thing. Worse. Imagine yeah. soundtrack. Imagine Dragons is doing the soundtrack. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm cool. No, I'm cool with Imagine Dragons. If we can change that garbage outfit, please. Um, well, we'll see what we can do, but odds are you're gonna like it even less. Ah, uh, she's she is a doctor, not a trailer park princess. God damn it. <laughs> um, so today's winner is actually Andrew. Um, Woo! not. Not who I thought was going to pull out this win when hey, we started neither. today, um, but that's where we're at, thanks to his his snuck-in Timothy Oliphant question, Andrew wins today. All right. I tripped um, and fell into the winning slot. Winning on a technicality is still winning. That's it right. sure is. <laughs> Take um, that so Thanks, everyone, for listening to Debate This. Follow along with the argument on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DebateThisCast. And check out our website at DebateThisCast.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review so more people can hear our dumb, stupid show. Until next time, I'm Kyle Harper. I'm Matt. Jim Carrey is the best thing to ever happen to Batman Cole. Ooh. I'm Todd Big man bat fan, Thomas. <laughs> and I'm Andrew. Danny DeVito is the best Batman villain. And that's it. And we're saying thanks for debating with us. If you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds.